Hello there and welcome to Mokta Talk Series. We're in conversation with artist Raul Crawford. Discover how Raul's developed his creative style, Neonel, and his vision about future technologies and the internet communities. Enjoy the talk. Hey, hi. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm all right. How about you? I'm doing all right. Keeping uh, sane as best as possible, staying creative during these times. Uh, how are you? How are you making out? Yeah, not bad. Um, been in my flat for about a month and a half now. So, yeah, yeah. it's a lovely day <laughs> outside from yeah. my window. Looks beautiful. Um, but yes, it's really nice connecting with you and meeting you because I've been looking at your art um, through different platforms and your website. Um, and I was always curious to, to learn more about it. So I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time and uh, chatting with me. I appreciate it. I can see you've got work at the back. And I'm so yeah. curious to ask you, you know, about the work <laughs> and about you. And how, sure, you sure. how how has life been for you recently, you know, with all the madness of COVID? How has that been playing for you? Uh, for me, it, it's, it's interesting, right? I think for like, you know, many creatives, well, I, I can only speak for myself, we're kind of used to being by ourselves and creating in our own space and usually staying away from people. So mm -hmm. it seems normal. I think what's strange is like everybody else doing it. So that's the big difference, <laughs> I think, uh, personally. Um, so it's not much changed on, on that end, uh, but it's just, it's an interesting time in the world, you know, and I'm definitely a social observer. So seeing society change right now, what's happening with technology and especially this in the world, yeah. it's just really interesting. I think it's really inspiring um, for the work that I do because uh, there's so much to observe right now and there's so much taking shape and there's so much changing right now in the world. So it's just a great time to just like really pause and kind of reflect. So it's an interesting experience. Yeah, absolutely. I do agree with you that in a way it is a, a very interesting time to live in as we are going to influence what's going to come after what we're yes. currently living through. So I know that a lot of people have been going through a lot of pain and struggle. And I totally feel for those and for everyone, really, it's, it's tough. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think we're having an opportunity here about creating um, something that could make us better, better houses, better people. Um, yes. in a better world. Um, so I, I do I hope agree. that humanity is going to take this as an opportunity to improve. I, I agree. I, I believe so. I think it's, I mean, you know, like we're on one planet, um, you know, um, in the cosmos, you know, so we are really a, a dot. And I think it's larger than us. I think that there's just larger um, cosmic vibrations that are happening right now throughout the entire galaxy. And we're affected by it and we're feeling it in this kind of ways. But I agree with you. I think this, this is a time for awakening and a time for growth. And I think it's a shift. And whenever there is a shift, you know, you think about the tonic um, plates of the earth when they shift. There's always, you know, there's earthquakes and there's, you know, buildings fall down and we rebuild them and all types of things happening. Um, and in that, there is some suffering um, and there's pain um, for us as individuals, um, growing pains and there's shame. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an optimistic. So I believe that we will grow as a people, as a society and as a planet and move forward. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm with you on that vision. Um, so... We need to stay strong now and hope for the best and do the best yeah. we can, you know, as we as we support others. And this is, you know, these talks I do every day is a form of um, 
sharing art and meeting new people through these sure. technologies, you know, that we've been using as a way of getting away from the outside world. And now this is what we have, you know, this is our reality. Um, yes. So it is interesting to experience that form of communication and relationship um, that most people, you know, always felt it was too invasive. Um, you know, the fact that social media has a lot of influence and impact in your life and now is becoming the way we communicate. So it'll be interesting to see how this will be integrated in our post-COVID-19 life. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like our own sense of values, right? Because of social media, our value spectrum has shifted, right? To like likes, right? Your importance is based on likes. So yeah, someone's like, I'm oh, you only got five likes, you know, or like this feed. Oh, there's only 13 people watching or tuning in. So this isn't important, you know, but all of a sudden, you know, if we took our clothes off and started dancing around, then everybody's, you know, you're getting more likes. So is the value there? So I think with all of that, right? So again, back to the work that I do, you know, like my Neo Now period, looking at, you know, um, celebrity, all those kind of things. Like, what does that all really mean? You know, what is the celebrity, you know, and these likes and, and the things that we follow and just kind of questioning that of what we do and why we do it. Um, it's just a really interesting time overall. Yeah, um, it's, a great, it's, it's a great time to question what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and to, um, yeah, just kind of keep a pulse on, on what's, what's coming, you know, and the shifts yeah. that are taking place. For sure. Um, we have a comment coming through, uh, and somebody's asking if the work or your background, it's made by you. Um, yes, so yes, maybe absolutely. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, this painting right here, yes, absolutely. So um, I do, you know, I do, this is actually, it was interesting. I started around 2004, um, I would say, as a professional artist. That was my first gallery exhibition in 2004, and that's uh, 16 years ago, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and I, actually, I can show you some of this work. This is an acrylic painting right here. Uh, if you can see some of the detail on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 36 by 48. And there's another piece that's up here. Work that's higher up. So yeah, these are all pieces of mine. This is uh, another acrylic piece here. This is called Baby Mama Drama. Thank you so much for showing us your work. I wasn't expecting it. I'm so <laughs> privileged. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm in my hallway now. So uh, it's a pretty, you know, it's like 15 foot ceilings in here. So I mean, so I have like, there's work everywhere. Uh, so you can know, you, can so you tell us a bit about the, the process, perhaps of your work? How, how does a sure. project start? Because I okay, know you so, also have work on digital art platform. So I was yeah, curious yeah. to know how the physical and the digital sort of, you know, a part of the project. Sure. This is all work from my previous period, uh, which was called my Welcome to Earth period. So this is, like I said, 2004 is when I began um, exhibition, you know, exhibiting professionally in the art gallery. And so um, I was doing, you know, acrylic paintings primarily I started off with. And then from the acrylic paintings, I started you know, doing oil paintings. So that was earlier on. Um, so again, it was about 16 years ago. And now I'm in a new period, which is called Neo Now. So now I'm doing um, digital art um, primarily. So I'm exploring a digital space and, you know, crypto art and everything in that tech kind of space. Again, how you saw like in the Neo Now clip uh, for the short documentary about that period that yeah. I did. 
really um, liked yeah. the documentary. Thank oh, you for putting it together. You. And it was, yeah. great, uh, it was a great surprise to see John as well in there. Oh, absolutely. This was, I mean, that was early on. So it's interesting, you know, just in this crypto space, I just put a couple of new pieces of crypto art um, up, you know, and kind of bidding start coming in. And, you know, it's yeah. kind of, I'm, I'm new to the digital space, you know, so it's like introducing myself and, and my work and what I do. Um, you know, it's like a long history. Again, it's like 16 years. And, you know, I've done a lot in that time. Um, and I have a pu published book, which is called Welcome to Earth, and it kind of documents that you know, that period and the different things that I've done. I have a pair of my shoes that I painted in in a museum uh, in Belgium. It's called the Sons Museum. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's just been an interesting journey overall. And I'm really excited about, you know, creating in a digital space now with technology, blockchain, and everything that's possible right now. So uh, I feel reinvigorated and re-inspired, you know, to create in that space. And it's a really great community. Um, and I really feel like a kindred spirit with a lot of the folks in that space, a lot of the coaches. Uh, we have a similar spirit, um, you know, as far as pushing the envelope, um, being highly creative, imaginative, uh, all those types of things. So I, I'm having a really great time creating in that space. That's really good. Um, I know that some of the works you shared with me earlier on today, um, it is a digital work. So I, I was curious if you would like to describe what's the process and if there's any difference between creating a work that goes on a canvas and a digital work. Like how sure. does the idea form and how does that take shape? Sure. Well, I, you know, I'm an illustrator. Um, I'm old school in that sense. Like I started off with just a pencil and a piece of paper uh, drawing. I remember when I was a little teeny, you know, kid drawing at the desk and my mother came in and she said, you know, what do you want to do when you uh, grow up? And I was like, well, what I'm doing right now, I'm drawing. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always been something that I did. It wasn't even a question about that. So the process with the digital is it always starts with, um, you know, pencil and paper. I have an idea. I start drawing it and sketching it out. Uh, if it's a figure, I work it out on paper, and I use ink, ink and brush. And a lot of times, I actually take the ink to the brush, I mean, to the paper, um, and then I fill in all the black and line work. Um, and then after that, I'll scan that in and then vectorize it and then add color, you know, digitally. But it always starts off organic, you know, with a pencil. I see. That's curious because now, you know, with the digital art world, that so many people sort of starting off in different ways. You know, sure. um, so I was curious to to understand that. And it's beautiful that you sort of kept your um, original way of working, of creating and then sort of integrating the media um, and adapting that to your style. Yes, yes. And I have a stylist, too. So, you know, I just have to have that same feeling of being able to draw, you know, so that's a big part of, uh, of what I do. So working with the stylist as well is what I've been doing now in illustration. And recently, I'm really excited. Um, my wife got me some, you know, VR uh, goggles. Mm -hmm. So I and immediately got... Oh, oh, that's it. So I, used, I just got the paint uh, program. So now I'm going to start doing some VR painting, explore that. Um, so yeah, just... It's just so much, you know, that's possible now with technology that can be done. So I'm just exploring different things. And I like, you know, I like the challenges. Like, you know, like I've painted with acrylic. I kind of started there with pencils, charcoals. I work with all the mediums, you know. Then I work with oil paints and working with oils is its own thing altogether. And I got to a place where I felt like um, I got my own sense of personal mastery of that medium. And then I like discovering other mediums. So um, I love working with the digital stylus and the VR space of VR painting. So I, I like that. I love new challenges. And I love to keep growing and figuring out different ways to express myself. And specifically being in this neo now period right now, 
Um, I'm interested, you know, in the digital. That's what we are as far as technology is. So I want to, you know, how do you express yourself through technology? What does that look like? Um, and like you said, now that we're doing this interview um, and we're using our phones, we're using technology, you know, and you're in London. Here I am in um, Brooklyn, in New York. So that's pretty cool. Um, and in that, right, so the fact that, you know, I think right now in our modern society, how we can have a conversation and we can actually like transmute emotion through these devices is amazing. You know, you walk down the street or not just walk down the street, you'll get a text from someone. It could just be an emoji, but that'll create an emotional reaction in your in your mind and in your body. You know, and those endorphins are released. So this, you know, technology is a conduit for us now, an emotional release. And now with like new worlds being you know, metaverses and virtual reality, like we're prepared. We're, we're definitely going into that. Like part of our being and our psyche, we're literally transporting our emotions into that space. So it's a really interesting time. And I think as an artist for myself, being a social observer, you know, my job is to observe it. Um, and to question things and to present that information in different perspectives. And I'm naturally a contrarian and my art I like to do that. Right. So if, you know, if I'm in a room with a hundred people, you know, um, and a uh, hundred of them are thinking, Hey, we should go left and this wall should be red. I'm the person thinking, Hmm, should we really go left? And why does it have to be red? That's just naturally how I am. So mm -hmm. I like to bring out those kind of questions uh, in my art and even question art in the art world itself of what we're doing, you know, because I think right now, especially with social media, we've become, you know, very like herd mentality, right? This is trending. This is what's hot. This is the topic and we're all on it. And I think sometimes even as creatives, we get caught up into that, um, that herd mentality. Um, and it's really a part of our society now. So I think, you know, we definitely have to start just questioning things more, what we're doing and why we're doing it. Yeah, for sure. I was um I was about to ask you if you think that VR and that kind of immersive experience it is something that you said you're exploring, but do you think that could become a way we'll be communicating and the world that we'll be living like a parallel world? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. We are going there and I'm investing time and energy into that. Absolutely. We're going to be doing that 100 percent. Yeah, it's okay. happening right now. That's what's really exciting. That's what I love about the, uh, you know, just the crypto and blockchain community is that they're already there. You know, the community's like 10 years out already um, as far as what they're doing, engaging in and building worlds and building communities. It's already happening. You know, and I think mm -hmm. it, it's so when there's the, what's happening. It, there's a big disconnect from what the community's doing. And then I would say the general public is doing so. Um, and. I want to, I'd like to work like to kind of serve my art in that middle space to create a bridge between, you know, the general public and bring everyone forward to what's happening in this place and what's That's future essential. forward happens. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm developing and working on projects to try to do that and try to communicate those things. And I think, you know, kind of circling back to, we said originally, you know, I think it's time for new systems to be developed in our society about how we engage, um, and in so doing that, I think that technology and I think that, you know, the new crypto space of what's happening right now and future forward thinking, you know, is a possibility. Um, and I think you're going to need, you know, I would say uh, moderators to help bring people into the space and to open up those conversations and doing things like, you know, what you're doing. You're a pioneer in a sense, right? Starting these talks and kind of pushing the envelope and bringing different artists and communicating with them and sharing that through social media. Like we just we, we need more of it. So thank you. Well, thank you. I I also wanted to learn more from you how the Neo period started 
And I was so fascinated to hear in your documentary about Picasso because um, I, I went to see a recent uh, retrospective at the Tate um, and there were a lot of drawings from his blue period. And I wanted to learn how you felt that that kind of influence sort of um, played on your creating new style or going into this neo new period. Sure, sure. Well, I think, you know, I feel a kindred spirit with, you know, Picasso in the sense where, you know, his artistic perspective was organized in a sense of where he had periods, right? So and mm -hmm. I think as an artist, you may, I know I do, you know, artists in a sense where, okay, what's my concentration, right? So almost if like you're in school, suppose you're, you know, you're studying, you know, even arts program and you're kind of, you know, suppose you're studying art history for a year or a semester, your head's down and you're really thinking about art history for the entire semester. And I think for artists, you know, I'm the kind of artist where I have periods, you know, I have a certain thing that I'm focused on and a certain thing that really dr drives my attention. And that follows where my thoughts are. And I would say, I don't know what I say. It depends on the, the Neo Now documentary. It was about two years ago, I think, you know. Yeah. yeah, I was having these thoughts and I just started just seeing things shift and change in the world. And like my thoughts were constantly focused on technology, how it was changing and shaping our lives and, you know, celebrityism, because I felt like those kind of things re really reached a new height on what a celebrity is, you know. Um, and it really changed, you know, to we got to a point where just being a celebrity before you had to do something right you had to have some kind of talent or some kind of ability for people to praise you you know like for some reason you know like hey this person's the hero she's the best and it was for a reason and it changed you know some years ago where it didn't matter you know like infamous you just had to be known simply known and or just existing or looking a certain way made you famous or if you did a certain thing so i just noticed all these things start to change and it really started to draw my attention and I started to think about that and think about technology. And then I realized, you know, the, the interest or desire to pick up a brush and to paint on the canvas started to shift and my interest went to other places. And I realized that, you know, what, I, I'm definitely in a new period because I feel different and my interests are different. Mm. And so, you know, I, I like to sit and allow my thoughts to become very transparent and clear to me before I move on them. And after some time, I realized that, yeah, I'm in a new period. And it's my neo now period kind of dealing with the present day situation. And once I was very clear on that, I kind of, you know, drafted my manifesto on what that period is. Um, and I collaborated uh, with uh, Jason Jordan, a photographer, a videographer who helped to work uh, with that project. And we did a short film and we screened it at the Bushwick Film Festival um, to kind of kick off that period. And um, this is where I am right now. I'm really absorbed in the, in the technology and I'm, I'm, I'm deep in it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's exciting. I, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, as you were talking, I was sort of thinking about iconic art as well. So we saw some work that you've created, like, for example, this one. And I also wanted to show, um, I'll show you on my screen. Um, so this one, like the Andy yes. Warhol yeah. piece, yes. which is, um, you've made it also glitchy, <laughs> which I really mm -hmm. like. Um, and I wanted to sort of understand how you felt when describing, you know, iconic art, you say the essence of Warhol is eternal. Um, his creative code is still running. 
and I was watching a um, documentary, like a short video that Pate has made because um, there's, a, um, there's a show that opened just before um, everyone went in lockdown here in London. So very few people had the opportunity to actually go and see the show um, because it was left open for just about a week. Um, so now they've made like a YouTube video where you go through with the curator and they show you through uh, the art that is currently at the day, but is, you know, you come visit it. And I saw, you know, reading this sentence here and understanding that what, what Andy Warhol went through um, when migrating to U New York and, you know, creating his identity. And I feel that now what we're currently doing here and also the art that you've created is about creating those icons, these these motives, these identities. And I've seen it through other work that you've created as well. So I just learned from you how how that works for you in terms of creating those iconic moments in your art and referring to artists such as Warhol. And if you feel that we're sort of living through what happened in the 60s, you know, that sort of revolution that made a lot of artists come up with great art and taking something that was commercial pop into something that felt, um, uh, you know, that could touch so many people on so many different levels because I feel this is how, at least I felt when I see your art, there's so many different layers to it, even though it's pop, is iconic. Yes. Um, okay, so you said a whole <laughs> bunch of things. So I think I've touched on all that. So Warhol, um, Warhol is a very interesting individual. So one, I have this kind of agreement with the spirit of Warhol and myself. This is between he and I. So I have visions, and you know, and he's he, he's you know, without sounding you know too crazy, I've, I've I felt like I've. So I'll just say this. So with Warhol, you know. Um, he did a lot of celebrity portraits, you know, and he often, yes. you know, he's very famous for Marilyn Monroe's portrait and he did yeah. so many silk screens. So for that portrait that I created of Warhol, I am going to reproduce that image until the end of my days, because I feel like he deserves that in a sense, whether that's good or bad, right? It could be a joke like, hi, this is what you get or, but I'm just, so the name of that piece is called Andy is my Marilyn. And so I'm going to reproduce that. It just, to the end of my days in so many different ways, put it on t-shirts, sneakers, shoes, like you name it, just put it everywhere. Cause I feel like that is an homage to Warhol. And I could, I feel like if he was alive, he would be like, Oh, that's great. I love that. You know? So I think that's one image that I completely want to commercialize and only that image, just cause I feel like that's truly serving the spirit of Warhol to commercialize that one image to the extreme, like to the extreme. Um, so, that, so that's one thing just about that image. I feel like that's the way to honor Warhol. Um, I also think when it comes to Warhol, you know, kind of reading, you know, different books about him, you know, uh, that he was, you know, a, a dual personality, right? Some people loved him. Mm -hmm. Some people actually hated him. You know, they actually called, they had a nickname for him, which was called Drella, you know, which was a mixer of, of Dracula and Cinderella. Um, so there's different perspectives. Some people believe he used a lot of people. So 
in that, like, you know, I have that particular series of the digital crypto art series. There's four images, right? So there's one, um, I haven't even posted these yet. There's one that has like, there's floating clouds in the background for those that love Warhol and thought he'd go to heaven after he died. And there's one with fire, you know, thinking that he'd go to hell for his actions. And so for me, I don't have a personal opinion because I don't know the man. I've never spent time with him, you know? So just as an artist, I think it's an interesting experience. It's, it's an interesting thing to, to play with that, right? Love or hate relationship and how that plays out with like one particular image, you know? Um, and so, so that's that. And I also think as far as, you know, philosophically speaking, Warhol as an artist, um, I believe that he was an inspiration to many artists and still is to this day, but I feel like we're still stuck in that Warhol mentality in a sense of, you know, he looked at commercialism and he kind of mixed it with art, right? So he took, you know, from his, you know, the, uh, from the Campbell soup to the, to Marilyn Monroe and all the different things that he did, you know, kind of like taking what is familiar and then representing that to you. Right. So I think that was fresh and interesting back then, but I think that art is stuck in that, right? So I think an artist is yeah. like, you take an individual who's like, okay, they don't consider themselves an artist. Okay, to be an artist, you need to, let's see what's familiar, right? Oh, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo's familiar. So I'm going to draw Scooby-Doo and print it on a shirt and color it different. And oh, I'm going to do the Warhol style of it in four different colors. Okay, hmm, what else? Um, you know, bubble gum or whatever that is, you know, Nike. I'm going to take the Nike logo and I'm, so it's just not, it's really not, thinking outside of the box and it's not thinking future forward it's taking something that's familiar because he created a template right a thinking process for art and it's like you and it's like people are a lot of artists are buying that template and simply reproducing that you know and so i think to really be an artist in quotes um is to just like think you know Think, think, think. And just because someone else before you has thought a certain way and provided a certain solution or a template about how they think, using their template doesn't make you an, an necessarily art, an artist. It's like a borrowed template. So I think that's the big thing about Warhol's influence. It's a little bit, you know, debatable, in my opinion, for certain things. Um, but I feel that he, you know, is an is a, is a individual. He was a grand inspiration and... Um, you know, the idea of how he kind of packaged his art and thought of like the iconic, you know, getting back to what you said before, um, the iconic nature of the art, uh, that definitely inspires me from, from his work. So it's like, you know, if you are, you know, painting a soup can or whatever it is that you're doing, like what's the angle, what's the position of it? What are the colors that are being used? How is it being presented to make it truly look like a, a work of art that can stand the test of time? So I think I am definitely inspired by that aspect from Warhol's work. Lovely. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with what you said about um, lacking of creativity in contemporary art. Having those templates made by artists that definitely made sense back then, but you still see too many bad copies of what some, someone made and it was great back then and now it's still sort of recurring to us. Um, yeah. I think in yeah. a way, you know, it is great to cite artists within the art that an artist is creating nowadays and sort of playing a tribute to the artist within your sure. work, but in a creative way, you know? Sure, sure. So if yeah. you, as you said, sort of interrogate that uh, critically in your work, then it totally makes sense rather than copying and paste, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's and it's at the end of the day, you know, like to to each his own, you know. It's like that's one person's opinion, another, you know, and there's different yeah, sides absolutely. of art, right? Yeah, it's, you know. That's this how I feel. I'm, I'm questionable. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's how I feel. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, I do the work that I do and everyone else does the work that they do. Um and we have various opinions about it and whether it's good or not. And then there's the art world as a whole. And there's the part of it that, you know, but there's art, there's art. And then there's the art business, you know, which is its own thing. The business of art is its own thing. And if you need to take, I don't know, whatever, a banana, an apple, trash in the corner, and you want to make money, you can say whatever you want. You could pay enough people to write whatever you want about it, and you can sell it for however much money you want. And that's the business side of art, which is its own thing, you know, and the two aren't the same. Um, and when I was younger, you know, it used to hurt me, and I used to have all these emotions about it. And you know, it's just You're not a different. The only one. <laughs> it's just a completely different beast altogether. And I think you know, right now I'm just at a place where I do the work that I do. Um, I used to run around, you know, a lot, a lot, 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 um, burning myself out. You know, I've, I've exhibited in Amsterdam. I have representation in London um, some years ago um, with a, a gallerist and an art company called Private View. Um, I have my, sh my shoes are in a museum in Belgium. So I used to run around a lot, Europe here in the U.S., showing, um, exhibiting, and doing a lot of things, you know, drafting my own press releases, and just, you know, I'm at a place now where, you know, the work's there, I'm creating, you know, stand inspired, and not, like, chasing it so much like I used to, um, and, yeah, I, I think that's it, so I'm at a place now where I still enjoy creating, I still enjoy expressing, and I think there are many platforms in which to express your work um, and to share it with those that are interested and to showcase it. Um, and that's kind of what I'm focused on right now, you know, and kind of staying away from, you know, the drama of it or the debates or the high opinions on it um, and kind of connecting with, you know, with, with like minds and having good conversations. So that's kind of what I'm doing a lot now. That's good. Um, and how do you feel like what we're currently living through is addressing the art that you're creating or what you're thinking through, you know, and how do you feel? Do you feel that you will step out of the neo new period and enter into a new period after what we're living through now? Or would that enhance even more the neo now period? Mm. I think I'm definitely in a neo now period. Absolutely. This is still my neo now period and we're still in it right now. Um, even what's happening. Actually, I think this whole thing with COVID actually, I think just, just catapulted us about five years that deeper into the digital future, right? Because now you know, I'm having conversations, you know, everyone with people about, you know, virtual reality and, you know, visiting virtual galleries and seeing more work and, and sales. I uh, had a conversation with somebody um, just two days ago, um, a gallerist and I'm looking to open a virtual gallery and talk about exhibiting the work and I'm looking for selling platforms through virtual galleries and have an opening. So I think, you know, like I said, the crypto space is easily, you know, a decade ahead of the general public, but now the general public has that need. So I was kind of having another conversation with one of my friends in the crypto space. It was like, hey, like they're they're coming now. Like the general public is ready and they need what's happening. They're looking for these VR spaces. They're looking to engage in these metaverses. So again, circling back to what we were saying earlier, yes, I think that um, 
everyone's ready to dive in deeper digitally um, and they want to connect and they want to see art. They want to have transactions. They want to have sales. Um, so yes, I think, you know, the need for digital avatars and digital environments that allow us to get together and communicate that way um, and to conduct and carry on business are like, we need those right now. Um, and I think this current COVID situation has really brought that to the forefront. And because we want it, I think we're, we're going to be there. Yeah, for sure. I think this situation is actually sort of speeding us forward, you know, sort of like allowing us to, to make those steps that we were been taking so long to actually get online and appreciate our online. And this sort of takes me on to my next question, which is about how would you best like to have your art exhibited online? Um, I would say in a metaverse, you know, in a virtual gallery that you can travel or travel through. Um, I love crypto voxels. Um, that's one of my favorite places. <laughs> so and I'm working on some projects and developing some spaces there. So look forward to inviting everyone once that's all ready uh, to come you out and check, check out the work. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, virtual space, building things with gallery. Um, I just love it. I mean, you spent time there, right? You, I think you, I've, I've seen... Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, I think we're at like stage one of really getting of really going into these metaverses and diving in. Um, and I feel like the early adopters have been there already and just kind of like preparing everything, you know, making sure the grass is cut, making sure everything looks nice. <laughs> and I think everybody's ready to go right now. So I'm excited about that. And in that space, right, because of technology and those kind of metaverses, there's so many things that you can do um, that you couldn't do like in an analog world. Um, and for one thing, we definitely don't have to stay six feet apart, you know, so all our <laughs> avatars can kind of mix it in and hang out together. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And especially you know now that kind of in my neo now period that i'm working with digital art there's just so many things that you can do so and i think for the end user right it's going to be really cool so i think you know again visiting a vr gallery and experiencing art in a different way like sound and what you see and what you click on and what it looks like i think that'll be really exciting and then be able to click and actually purchase you know either like a print or a t-shirt in these virtual worlds yeah i think it's pretty cool so um i look forward to it and I look forward that's to cool. uh, finishing. I didn't know yeah. that you were building your space in CryptoVoxel. That's that's good to hear. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. This is the Neo Now period. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's cool. You'll have to tell us where to visit you there. And uh, oh, for in sure. terms of um, like experiences that you would like to see in the physical world. So let's say you are going to exhibit digital art into a physical gallery. How would you mm -hmm. think that'll be for you um, what kind of like ways you would like to experiment because i think a lot of questions right now are yes about how do we exhibit online but then i think a lot of people are now thinking well now that we've learned how to be present online and engage with people how would it be when we're going back out there having yeah, with us this baggage that we've you know of great knowledge that we've sort of created and, you know, carrying it with us. So I'm curious to know from an artist's point of view, how would you feel that, you know, that would be, if you could imagine it. I'm, I'm, I'm aware I'm taking off questions that I haven't discussed with you earlier. Oh, it's, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> 
It's all right. So I mean, I'm we've so been quarantined. It's all right. Let's talk. It's totally cool. Um, so I think, well, one thing that I'm doing, right? So I have these really great partners. Um, shout out to First Live. Uh, First Live is a production facility that is like audio and video production. Um, and they actually um, are nearby, so they're not very far from me. Uh, and so what we're doing is, you know, with the virtual space, I kind of want to, so imagine, you know, an experience where you have a virtual space that's connected to the digital space. To give you an example, so if you walk into a physical space, you know, and in that physical space, it's mapped to, so imagine like crypto boxes, right? Suppose so. Suppose we have an event or a party, right, or an opening, and those, if you're in London, you can attend in crypto voxels, right? You can come to the venue, you can hang out, and all of the folks that are actually there in the physical space, say it's here in Brooklyn, New York, the space um, is mirrored and looks just like the digital space, you know, in crypto voxels. And there's, you know, a projected live feed, so folks in the physical space can actually see all of the avatars showing up in the digital space, you know, and then figure out a way to have that feed. So if you're in crypto boxes, you can see the live feed of everyone in the physical space. So start blending these like analog and digital, you know, universes. So I think we could just do some really cool things in that way and kind of play with that. So I think to answer your question, I think that an overlapping of the worlds, I think, is kind of where we're going to go. Um, I think part B to what you're saying, I think that, you know, as a society, we're going to, you know, get back kind of get back to connect, being connected a little bit more slowly. I think, well, anything, right? There's always the extremes, right? You're going to have some people, like, that really have PTSD from this whole thing, right? And they, like, will never even want to be near another human being. And they'll wear a mask to the end of their days, and it'll never change for them. And then you have some people that's like, yeah, man, party's on. And they're ready to go to, like, the big, <laughs> you know, EDM concerts, like, immediately, um, and then I think most people will just kind of ease into things gradually, you know, like maybe you might go to a dinner with friends, you know, five people and eventually over time, a larger group, 10 or 20 people kind of ease their way back into it. Um, but I think to answer your question, um, on, you know, yeah, I just want to blend those, you know, analog and digital experiences, um, to see what we can explore and create. Cause I think the digital one definitely isn't going to go away. And I think the VR aspect isn't going to go away either because what's really cool is the technology's there like you know about crypto boxes the technology is there and it's yeah. amazing but the general public doesn't know anything about that and i think it's going to blow their minds once they experience it um so yeah I'm, I'm excited about doing that and introducing that to folks um but then doing it in a way you know where you kind of have the I would say rules of engagement established like, hey, this is an orderly society. We're actually nice to each other. You know, we're yeah. not chatting and, do, you know, like those kind of things like onboarding is what I would say, onboarding people. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, some of the stewards in that space, that'll be our job to help onboard people. Um, but I'm hopeful and I think it'll be exciting to blend the two. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you for, for that. I think, yes, as you said, technology is not going to go away. Um, so we'll have to find ways of restructuring society into integrating technology within our own lives uh, without being scared of what these will may mean for us but actually embracing it and experimenting so keeping that open mind towards technology that would be i hope beneficial not just for artists but for the wider community um yeah I, and i think go ahead yeah, i'm sorry go, go ahead 
Well, and I think what's really exciting, we're saying, for the, you know, again, you're in that space, you know, on the blockchain and tech end, that because of this new technology, you know, it's interesting that, you know, we have computer code and programs that allow us really to connect and, like, have our own personal transactions. So I think the big challenge, right, with Bitcoin and all these things is that, this new technology allows us to like remove the the middle the middleman or person in a sense, right? And so that like you and I can have exactly so you and I can have our own transactions, you know, and we don't need those you know big industry banks and all these kind of things. So, and I think that's the big shift, and that's kind of what folks are fighting for. And those are the other kind of old world institutions that are like, hey, wait a minute, no, you need us, you need us. So I'm excited for, for technology because I really think the new way moving forward, you know, like the the decentralized ways allow us to connect in a more clean, um, mutually beneficial way than some of our old analog systems do. So, and I think that's the kind of behind the scenes battle that's happening right now, right? With laws and legislation and, and the, you know, what you can do and what you have to claim and like all those kind of things is happening in crypto space. So that's exciting too, you know. Yeah, and I think that's a great opportunity there for these decentralized organizations because the legal frameworks are taking so long to catch up with what is actually happening within those yeah. spaces that I don't think they never will or, you know, they will struggle a lot. Um, but I still, agree. technology is going to carry on um, because there's a, there's, a, there's a will from humanity to build those relationships and have that sort of trustworthy, um, natural connection that you would have created that now is sort of impossible out there because of all the infrastructures that we've been building uh, for so many years. So everyone now sort of, you know, is raised within those constraints. And so we play by the rules being given by somebody else which are not I agree. <laughs> so I agree 100%. It is interesting uh, to see how communities are shifting towards something that is more decentralized. So yeah, I think yes. it's a curious time now, especially with the current crisis, how many people are actually going to be adapting that way of thinking and sort of questioning it through. Because maybe what we were doing wasn't wasn't good enough if, you know, if we ended up here. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I think, you know, like the, just in the evolution, as you know, like in, in the tech space, like these like creatives, you know, the, the, the gals and the guys that are like creating and creating these new dApps and things like they just move so fast, you know, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. conversations trying to keep up. I'm just like, just slow down for a minute. Let's just finish this conversation. Everyone's just like racing ahead, um, which is exciting. Some folks, you know, you have to do that. And then like there's also some of us that have to kind of slow down and onboard people. So I feel like I've kind of found my, I'm finding my way in this space. Um, and I think, you know, being an ambassador in a sense of kind of like helping to onboard and kind of educate um, the, the massive waves of people that will have to, mm -hmm. you know, kind of shift over and shift their mind into thinking differently and understand what's possible right now. So I find a lot of value in that kind of work. And that's where, you know, I believe that my art is, um, will be leaning towards and expressing um, mm -hmm. a lot more. Okay, I wanted to sort of to conclude, you know, our conversation to ask you if you had a message or if you would like, you know, as you said, about educating and onboarding people. I'm thinking about young artists. I'm thinking about people that are starting out now, testing, testing new technologies, entering into these worlds and 
understanding it even better than us, I think, you know, because this is what is current for them. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about people in their uh, teenagers, in their 18s, sort of getting through that 20s. Um, what kind of message would you have for, for those guys learning new tools and wanting to be an artist and having the option to kind of choose, right? Like, do I, do, do I want to learn and go to university and be an artist as in the traditional sense or sort of opt for something that is more cutting edge? Sure, sure. Well, I have some thoughts on that. Um, let me take a sip of water first. <laughs> so I definitely have some thoughts on that. Um, okay, I'll try to put them together and to make it uh, a brief and efficient statement uh, as possible. Okay, so for one, I would say, you know, those young artists, um, because, you know, I, I teach as well. So I, I you know, I, I work in high schools and I talk with uh, kids, you know, I just recently taught. Right, a, so um, I'm asking the right person then. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, a digital literacy class. And it's one thing I would tell them, you know, is, well, one, it's very important to, I would say spend time with yourself, right? So first, again, it has nothing to do with digital, you know, whatever it takes, spend a lot, write, write in the journal, you know, like with pen and paper, write your thoughts in a journal and get clarity on how you feel as an individual and learn your own self-worth. And you start to do that by just simply writing with pen or pencil, your choice to paper and figure out your thought process of who you are, how you think and what you feel. First, figure that out and believe in yourself as an individual first. So that, start there. So once you have that, you know, and it's not having that, right? That's like actually a process that you do for the rest of your life. There's something you just like, self-reflection. First start there. It has nothing to do with digital. Get a sense of self-worth for yourself as an, as an individual. And this is very important because this you know, new generation and younger kids, I call it like being born into the bowl, right? And that's what I would tell the mm -hmm. students, you know, at a, a class of like 25, 15 year old students, they were sophomores. And I would say to them, like, you're born into the bowl. And they would say, what, what's being born into the bowl? I would say, give an example, you know, people say, oh, when I was born, but I don't want to do that. But when I was born, <laughs> um, but the truth is, you know, I had the privilege of growing up at a time where there weren't algorithms and metrics that recorded and tracked my behavior. And they generated automatic responses to what I did and how I felt. We didn't have that. But the kids of this generation have that. So what they're seeing fed back to them digitally through social media and through YouTube and all their sense of input and through their relationships, even with friends and through these platforms, it's not real in a sense. It's data and it's analytics and it's not human centric. Um, and kids are having a warped sense, not having, they have a warped sense of self because of technology being used in that way. And remember there were a time ago, you know, when brands, um, companies, you know, brands, companies, organizations, the government didn't have these kind of metrics, right? So we were like free spirits. You were just like rock and roll kids. You lived and you were who you are. Now they, that's not true. Brands, and organizations and companies know the phrase words, the phrase words, they know what these kids are doing, they know what they're thinking, they know what they wear, they know what they dress, and they're repeating, they're mirroring what they do back to them through social media. Um, and they're using these metrics as far as like, you know, likes and shares and stats and views. Um, 
to get a sense of self-worth. So I think the first part is an artist to be an artist, to like, to see with your own clear eyes, you have to be able to disconnect from that. So whatever you need to do as a young person, got to separate yourself, put a buffer between you and technology a little bit, not to disconnect from it, but a little bit of buffer is definitely important to be able to form your own um, individual thought. And I think mm -hmm. once you have that kind of like look at things, you know, with a critical eye and question, I think questioning is really good. And I think doing questioning in a creative way is really important. You know, if you're doing music or if you're painting, um, question. And just because something has a lot of likes and views um, doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right thing or the, th the thing to copy, you know. And I think defining what success is for yourself is really important because we define success right now in many different ways, you know. So, mm -hmm. for example, if, you know, if you look in – whatever artist paints with the color red has the most likes, let's just say, right? The most likes or the most shares and most views. All these, you have a lot of people that'll start painting in red because that's what the likes, most likes and most views get. And this is the kind of world that we live in right now. So it's very important to, you know, be a rebel. That's what I say. That's so that's it. Be rebellious and to say, forget all of this crap and stand on your own as an individual and put some buffer between you and the input that's coming in. So there you go. I'm going to stop my rant. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I, I'm going sure. to use Eleonora's words here and say, these was such a good talk. <laughs> <laughs> like simply put, but um, yeah, thank you. I think it's such a profound way of looking at technologies without saying you must use this you should go with that because the data you know tell you that this is popular and so you know you are influenced that way um so i massively appreciate what you shared with us um because it's definitely what we should be communicating towards um you know younger generations approaching this crazy world um so Thanks. Yeah. That was really and, nice. And one thing I'll say also, you know, to keep in mind that it's all purchased. It's all bought. Like, it's all fake. It's all a lie. Like, yeah. right now, if I wanted to go and spend a whole bunch of money, I could be the number one trending artist on Instagram or YouTube. Like, it's all bought. You know, um, so what we see celebrity is like a lot of stuff. It's like a lot of it's purchased. You can buy likes, you can buy shares, yeah. you can buy comments. So it's like, and we all know it, but it's still value attached to it, which is just weird. You know, it's like, that's where, like the fake is real right now. So I just think that it's important for young folks to know that it, it, it's all a show, yeah. you know, and it, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. And it's all about being aware of that. So I think yeah. the minute you're yeah. aware uh, that's when you're actually starting to enjoy playing that game and setting yeah. up your own rules, you know, and, yeah. and finding that authenticity and your own way of creating. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for taking time. This was great. Well, thank you for fantastic. For... It's been so great talking to you and learning about your new art period and, uh, and seeing all these beautiful works you've got in your house. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank Enjoy you for day. everyone watching. Um, yes, okay, thank you. Uh, hang on. There's a quick question coming from Eleonora. She wants yes. to know, because I know she's also a fan of you, because she selected one of your work for, for a collection of works we actually oh. a while ago. How thank you, you thank um, you. So she's asking me to ask you a question. Um, he covers every, uh, can you... Uh, I don't know where's the question. Eleonora, I don't see it. <laughs> I think I saw it. So he covers everything. How can you ask him a question? <laughs> I think. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Okay, fantastic. <laughs>
Thank you. Well, I suggest you guys meet up because uh, she'll be back in New York at some point, and um, she's—I know she's a great fan of yours. Oh, I think I saw her comment. It says no, so I don't know if it's coming in. It's, okay, if it's co sorry, Eleanor. Oh, yes. oh it, was, it wasn't a question. It was her making a comment. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Like to talk. Yeah. All awesome. Right. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's been All right. a pleasure. Thank you, everyone, Thank for watching. You. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Stay safe. Bye.